listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. You're listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. Today, we're going live with Emily Gonzalez, who is the manager of science and nutrition at Bulletproof. Now, lots of people come to me and say, Jen, where should I begin eating clean? You guys, it's all in your coffee. It's right when you wake up, right? I'm on this mission to help you discover foods made with real ingredients. Now, we're going live with Emily. She has a bachelor's degree from Stanford and a master's in naturopathic medicine and naturopathy. She's been with Bulletproof for over five years, previously serving as the scientific affairs manager. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how you have mold and toxins in your coffee, okay? Plus, collagen versus protein and the difference in MCT oil, coconut oil, and brain octane oil. You guys, food affects your digestive system. Let's dive in so that you can discover which coffee you should be starting your day with and how it can help you feel good. Okay, Emily, tell me your role at The Amazing, which by the way, I'm drinking right now. I'm doing a Bulletproof and I made it a clean mocha. So, Ooh, excellent. Fantastic. Love to talk about that. I am the manager of science and nutrition at Bulletproof. Okay. So I handle the product formulation and the claim substantiation and looking into the science for our products. Also, a lot of the review of what we can and can't say and all of those lovely things. Okay. So what does that look like? Do you work in a lab? Do you have a lab coat? (laughs) No, I I wish. No, I don't have a lab coat. I actually mostly work from my desk here. The formulation would be mostly on the supplements side. Okay. And really researching doses, effective doses of things and what they work for going into the clinical studies. We have done a few clinical studies and I'll I'll talk about that later in the program, little teaser there. Okay. But it's a lot of reading, a lot of understanding of the science and a lot of experience working with different ingredients. And then Bulletproof works with contract manufacturers to actually like make the supplements or the bars. I work with R&D, R&D. We have a lot of food scientists on staff and they help formulate a lot of the foods that we make. So um, it's wonderful. I really enjoy it. Okay. So I know Bulletproof covers so many things and I'm a Raven fan of Dave Asprey. And so that's how I first discovered Bulletproof. I've been drinking the coffee a long time. In fact, I'm going to say it out loud. I've tried his new coffee danger and it just does not compare to me to Bulletproof as far as flavor profile and strength and all the things, but both nonetheless are really good. However, Bulletproof, you know, for the longest time was coffee. Now I know it's supplements. Then I also printed out this Bulletproof map of food. Since you said you mostly cover supplements, I'm curious, do supplements compensate a bad diet? 
Oh, no, I would say not. Absolutely not. That's never been our belief at Bulletproof. They're definitely complementary, but especially because my background is that I am trained as a naturopathic doctor and I have clinical experience and then I've worked in the supplement industry for 10 years. I profoundly understand the power of food to heal or harm. And as naturopaths, one of the things we really learn is the ladder of therapeutics. And so at the very base, and you sort of need to have your once you go up the ladder, you really want to make sure that every rung below you is nice and solid. And the base of that ladder is really food, sleep, lifestyle, exercise, movement, all of those things. So no, absolutely not. The supplements, they're in the context of an entire healthy paradigm, really. Yeah. For sure. And I like to say, hey, you know, a holistic lifestyle, clean eating or getting yourself to your optimal health is it's a puzzle and there's many pieces to the puzzle, right? And clean eating is super important and so are your supplements. But I have tons of my followers. They'll send me images of their supplements all the time. Hey, is this one good? Is this one clean? And it's like, listen, even if I recommend a clean one to you, if you don't understand what you're putting in your body with your food, that supplement's never going to get you anywhere you need to be. You're still going to have inflammation and still deal with your stuff. So let's jump into the coffee because I'm hoping you know a good bit about the coffee. Yes. Yes. I see you're drinking out of a Harry Potter (laughs) mug. Are you a a fan or do you have kids? What's going on? Oh, yes. So no, I was a fan way before my, I even had kids. And then my kids, both of my kids read the whole Series. Oh, yeah. Enormous Harry. This helped me get through medical school, actually, Harry Potter. Wow. So you've been to Universal. Yes, I have been to Universal. Mm -hmm. Yep. We went for my son's birthday. Is that like, I mean, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Not that I don't like it. I just, my kids are into it, but I've never personally got into it. We did go to Universal, but I can imagine (laughs) that has to really feel like a dream come true, right? (gasps) Yeah. No, 100%. It was. It really was. I can't decide who was more excited, my son on his birthday or myself. Oh, my gosh. And what about that awesome roller coaster with the sidecar? Oh, yeah. No, that was really that was really fun. I think the castle experience, though, the one where you sort of kind of swooping around inside the castle. Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you do the train ride? Did I do the train ride? Was it the Harry Potter themed or? Yes. Yes. There's a train that takes you like from one side of the park and. How did I miss that? Oh my God. That is like the grand entrance to the Harry Potter side. So. uh, Oh, wait, 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 wait. Question. Is this the Florida one or the California one? Oh, great question. Mm -hmm. See, I, we didn't clarify. It was totally (laughs) Florida. Where'd you go? Yeah. See, I went to California because I'm in Seattle. So. Oh, well. That's okay. You probably got the better weather, so it was worth it. We might have gotten better weather, but I don't think, I think this, the Universal Studios in Florida is bigger and has that train because I would not have missed. That sounds like something I've been so into. Oh my gosh. The train, it was like, whoa, I felt like I was in the book and I didn't even know what was going on. Okay. (laughs) So are you drinking Bulletproof right now? I am. I'm drinking. Now, the funny thing is that like, because I know my body well, and that's one of the things that we really hope that people do as they take on more aspects of Bulletproof. They get to know how things feel in their body because we're trying to help them discover what better, you know, how they can feel better, feels what better like. feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things I know about myself is I can't really tolerate caffeine. Mm-hmm. 
So this is for like, most people are like, what? My husband is like four coffees a day. Yeah. But I can't really tolerate caffeine. We make a really excellent decaf as well. So that's what I drink. Their decaf is excellent because it's uh, decaffeinated with the Swiss water process. We use really high quality beans and then decaffeinated with the Swiss water process, which is this very clean water only decaffeinated process because a lot of those decaf processes will use hexane and other chemicals. So that's what I, I have this. And then I have our peppermint mocha creamer in here, which is no sugar added, cocoa powder. And this is something that we were looking to make a powdered creamer mm-hmm. because it's it's easier to carry with you and it can be, you know, rather than your stick of butter and your MCT oil. For anyone who doesn't know, those are your basics of a Bulletproof coffee. It's your Bulletproof actual coffee beans, grass-fed butter or ghee, which we also offer the ghee, and MCT oil. And particularly an MCT oil that is made with caprylic acid or C8 MCT oil. We can talk about why that's so particular later. We're very particular about our ingredients. So we wanted to make a powdered creamer. And a lot of times when you are doing that, you're taking liquid ingredients and you're plating them onto something that is powder. And a lot of times what people will use, what brands will use is things like maltodextrin. Like that's a no-go for us. And so we took a very long time. So for those listening, what is maltodextrin? Maltodextrin is a type of starch, but it tends to be highly processed. And a lot of times it's from corn and it is a, a filler that we don't really need to be putting in our bodies. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people will use it because it's necessary for how something's going to work technically. Taste, texture, yeah. yes. all that stuff, right? And how it sits. And so tell me this, since you are the expert, you've done the studies, you're qualified. I'm not at all. <laughs> when you're eating things that have emulsifiers and maltodextrin and all this stuff, is that stuff promote inflammation or tie to changes in your gut microbiome? So... I would love to be able to say absolutely, because I believe that to be true. My research is much more around the how supplement ingredients are helping with the microbiome. Okay. And the more we know, the more we understand that things that we thought were not great, it's because of their effect on the microbiome. So for sure, like artificial sweeteners, sucralose and ACE-K, those have been found a hundred percent to have an effect along with aspartame to have an, a really deleterious effect on our gut microbiome. So that's a yeah. really good point that you bring up. Okay. And I think aside from being experts or studying anything, you talked about, Hey, we want people and ourselves to be aware of how we feel, right? And we want to yes. feel optimally, we want to feel good. And I think you and I are probably pretty in tune to how we feel. And we notice a difference when we eat these ingredients that are yes. hard to pronounce or hard to recognize. And so I like to tell people, if you don't recognize an ingredient 
neither does your body. And I think it just serves as a simple phrase to help them understand whether a food could be good for them or not. And so I'm checking out your creamers online. In fact, I didn't know that you had a peppermint creamer. Is that a um, seasonal thing? It is. It's a seasonal, it's a holiday creamer, peppermint mocha. And we, instead of maltodextrin, we found that this actually a beneficial prebiotic, acacia fiber. Acacia gum. Acacia gum. Mm-hmm. That that is works really nicely as a plating ingredient. And at higher doses, we know, and we use it in some of our formulas, that it is a wonderful food for your gut bacteria, Okay, which is also known as a, a prebiotic. Yep. So everybody knows about probiotics. A lot more people now know about prebiotics. It's kind of like the fertilizer you would sprinkle on your garden once you plant the seed. You really need to give it some food. So we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how do we make a creamer we'd feel proud of that has like an actual benefit or that that doesn't contain these ingredients that we know can be problematic yeah. or there's not enough known about them. Exactly. Let's say questionable. It's in the gray area. And I'm like, hey, if some studies show that it could be bad and some are good, why don't we err on the side of caution and just omit it altogether? You're better off without it, right? Everybody knows an apple's good and a pear is good and a piece of salmon is good. But you start dipping your toes into maltodextrin, you can step back and say, wait, what the heck is that? Okay. So I make my coffee every single morning with bulletproof coffee. And then I do the bulletproof ghee and the MCT oil. And my Mm -hmm. husband wrote a question down here and he's like, ask her, what is the difference between MCT oil versus the brain octane C8 MCT oil? Oh, great. Thank you so much. What's your husband's name? Seth. Seth. Thank you so much, Seth. This like leads me right into something I wanted to talk about because I love that I get to talk specifically about our ingredients here and how particular we are. So the difference between C8 MCT oil and any blend of MCT oil, C8 is a particular type. So the C and the number responds to the corresponds to like how many carbons are in a row of this fatty acid. So this has eight carbons. Okay. You'll see C10 that has 10 carbons. A lot of MCT oils will come from coconut oil, which is great. We love coconut oil. It has a lot of fat beneficial aspects to it. Yeah, as a fat. Yeah, it's a wonderful fat. Keeps you full. Yes, it does. But the MCT particular part of it, you're trying to get a very specific effect from those MCTs. And that is that you're trying to have it create and turn into ketones in your body. Okay, That's one of the things MCTs are amazing at and what sets them apart from other fats. They're generally not stored. Instead, they're converted into ketones and ketones are a wonderful source of energy for the body. They literally burn cleaner. They create fewer free radicals when they are converted into ATP by your mitochondria and our brains take them up really easily. Even if the brain is struggling to take up glucose, it takes up ketones very easily. So it's a wonderful like head to toe energy source. C8MCT has been found actually through research that we partnered with a university in Canada to do. It has been found to be the most ketogenic of the MCTs that are out there and available sort of for food. And that is, they tested it against 
coconut oil. They tested it against a C8, C10, C12 blend. They tested it against C12. And C12, so that's the 12th chain, is the predominant MCT that's found in coconut oil. So if you're just going to take MCTs out of coconut, you're going to get a blend of C8, C10, and C12. And a lot of people will use that C12 because it's cheaper, because there's so much of it in coconut oil. Okay. But it doesn't do what you want it to do. In fact, it really dilutes the effect of that oil Interesting. on being able to produce this lovely ketone energy. So we have two different blends. We have two different levels. One is our C8 only brain octane. We call it brain octane because this is the one that has been really found to power the brain, to support cognition, and really to be taken up by the brain, as well as the rest of the body when when it makes ketones. And then we have a C8, C10 blend, which also produces ketones at a wonderful rate, just not quite as much as C8. And it's a little bit more affordable, but we don't use any C12 because we know that that is not as effective for this purpose. We recommend cooking with coconut oil in our, we have a blog with lots of recipes and we recommend cooking with it and that that is great. But for this specific purpose of giving you energy, C8 is the best. Yeah. And if you're fasting and you want to go for C8. So now I'm so curious which one we even have in our pantry. I feel like an ultimate failure if I'm doing MCT oil and not getting the C8 at this point. And I would have so assumed, I would have assumed like C10 and C12 has got to be better, right? More. More. That's right. More. Yeah. More isn't always better here. Interesting. Okay. So most importantly, most people don't know that their coffee has mold and toxins in it. This is like mind blowing to people. And I often tell people, hey, the first thing they want to know how to make clean is their coffee. It's like you meet them where they are. What is your routine? What are you doing consistently every day? They're drinking their coffee. They're putting in their creamer. They're putting in their sweetener, right? So I say, first things first, you need to acknowledge that your coffee likely has mold and toxins in it. And that's actually why, that's why you're using all these creamers, especially the Coffee Mate, the Almond Breeze, Califia Farms, Oatly, these thick creamers to make your coffee taste better. But the reason your coffee tastes so bad is because it has mold and toxins in it. And I love that Bulletproof is available at most grocery stores. You can get it shipped to your house and it has been tested for mold and toxins. Is that right? That's right. That's the extra step. We, We are very purposeful about our coffee and what is chosen. So it's all expertly chosen, hand-picked, and then sustainably washed, mechanically dried. All of these things are really important to get the highest quality. And then, you know, roasted for flavor. But the key that we do is we test every lot for mold and mold toxins, particularly. And that is because they're very common in coffees. A lot of brands do not do that testing. We adhere to very, very strict standards, very strict standards. And so we feel really good about offering that out there and saying, hey, you know, we do that extra step to make sure that you're getting the best that you can get. So do you know anything about, I want to say Europe, they have tighter laws. On, we follow their standards. Yes, they have tighter laws on their coffee, right? Yes. Yeah. So is America's, most of America's coffee 
would you say it is filled with mold and toxins? I've read some articles, something along the lines of we get a lot of the coffee that's not approved for Europe. It gets sent here. That I am not sure of. You know why I'm not sure of it? Because nobody tests. Nobody tests. They're not testing. And so like, how do we know? Those brands are not testing. So how's mold getting into the coffee? What does that mean? Is it grown in the bag or is it like production? What is that? No, it's as the coffee is processed from the bean and it has to be washed and then it, yeah. it's got to be dried and okay. and it's mostly outdoors. And so all of that is kind of a breeding and then it sits in bags. All of that is a breeding ground for mold if you're not paying attention okay. to it. But if you are paying attention, you are paying attention to the entire process of it. And then... We test the beans. A lot of times also when they're roasted, those things go away, but not always. So you've got to test before. You've got to just check to make sure after, you know, all of that. And that's what we do. And so it's really, it's hard to know, isn't it? It's very hard to know what is going on with other brands because either they're not aware or they're just deciding this is not... Not transparent. Yeah, they're not going to test on it. Right. Because you know what it is? It's a cost. Oh, it's for sure cost. But another thing is that consumers aren't even aware that it's a possibility or it's a potential or it could be affecting them. And so who wants to be the person to wake up the audience and say, hey, listen, your coffee might have mold and toxins in it. And that's where I come in. So with that being said, do you know what mold and toxins like have possible side effects of drinking that is? So the most common Toxins and molds that are found in coffee are okra toxins and aflatoxin. And they can cause all kinds of problems sort of head to toe. There's brain fog and there's sort of feeling off and saying that this is not a claim I can make on our coffee because that's, we're talking about regulatory issues. So I'm just going to be really vague here and say, yes, you can have head to toe feelings of being off with these mold toxins. And there are more specifics for sure. Right. I like to tell people that, hey, like if somebody eats something or drinks something that's not clean, right? your body is going to react to it. And so whatever symptom your body is giving you, for some people, it could be my fingers hurt or maybe my fingers are swelling. Some people, they got to run to the restroom. Others, it might be constipated. You could have a headache. You could have PMS symptoms. You could be diagnosed with autoimmune. So it looks different for everyone. But at the end of the day, we're all pretty much eating the same things. And so the cause and effect is your body talking to you. Now tell me, I know you and I, Emily, because we drink mold and toxin-free coffee. We know what good coffee tastes like. So when we ever are on vacation or we're at an event and they're serving, you know, probably mold and toxin coffee, I know I can tell quickly. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's got that bitter, disgusting taste. It tastes like water. And I'm even looking around going, I need some type of creamer or sugar in here. This coffee is so bad. How do you feel about it when you drink other coffee? Okay. So I drink other decaf coffee, which is like worse because usually they save the worst beans that have not been processed well because most people don't drink decaf. So they use worse beans and then they put it through a hexane filled process. It's never as good. It never tastes as good to me. Yeah. 
So, and I always feel like I need to put something in, but I also know that whatever I put in, I try to make sure, I mean, that's really hard also to get such a high, something high quality, which is why we do have, we have a, it's called Instamix and it's a powdered version of our C8 and butter. And I will put that in. So at least I know what I'm adding to this coffee. Yeah. And it's not necessarily for the wake me up, but I do like to have, start my day off with some MCT and butter always. Game changer. And forevermore, even without the caffeine. <laughs> right. For sure. Okay. So let's move on to protein. Mm. Let's talk about you guys' protein. I see you have multiple flavors, right? Yes. So for our collagen protein powders, yeah, let's first talk about something that I don't think a lot of people, first of all, people are like, ooh, collagen, what's that all about? It's just another protein on the block, right? Right. And is I think important question, because I get this from people, is collagen and protein the same thing, right? When you buy protein, is that a different amino acid? Do you need both? Do you need one or the other? I'm confused too. So help me. This is excellent. You just segued right. Thank you so much. So collagen is not made up of the same amino acids that our other proteins are. In fact, it's made up of these three glycine, proline, and hydroxyproline that are not found in appreciable amounts in really any other protein source that most Americans eat on a daily basis. And I say Americans because our standard diet here in America does not have, we do not eat nose to tail. We are not eating organ meats. We are not eating knuckles and the whole animal the feet. We're not eating the whole animal. That's right. Right. And what we're missing out on by not eating the whole animal is really these amino acids. What we're getting a lot of in muscle meats is an amino acid like methionine. And we need to balance that with our intake of glycine. And we need to balance that because we are also head to toe collagen. It is our number one, our most abundant protein in our body. Mm-hmm. We start losing the ability to make it in our 20s. And we need a lot of glycine. Glycine is every third amino acid of collagen. If we're not getting it from the proteins we normally eat, We're just not getting it. Unless people are really drinking a lot of homemade bone broth, that is an excellent source of collagen, but a lot of people are not drinking a lot of homemade bone broth. That's really where you might find it. So if you're not getting that in your body, you're not making enough of your own. You start to lose the ability to make it in your 20s. And so having that very easy way add it to your coffee in the morning, or we have it in like a gut health, which also has some of that prebiotic acacia fiber and other ingredients that help support the gut. We think that this is really a protein that people are not, they're not getting enough of. This is for sure. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, it is something to take along with, say, you know, you're putting your whey protein, or you're eating your salmon, you're eating, you know, your beef, you're eating your chicken. These are all things that don't, they won't contain, unless you're like chewing on the ends of the chicken bones and eating cartilage, 
that's where right. the that's where you find it. Which would be highly unattractive these days, <laughs> unless you're in a cave. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Like, don't mind me, you guys. I'm the clean eater that she's on the bones afterwards. That's right. Yeah. So that is this really special thing about collagen. I don't think enough people realize. Okay. And that's why we offer that protein in our protein powders because people are getting plenty of other amino acids from their proteins, but not that one. Mm -hmm, For sure. Okay. So I'm wondering what kind of ingredient testing does Bulletproof do to confirm its high quality across the board? So we do a lot of QA testing on all of our products. Let me give you some examples mm-hmm. of what we do specifically. So we talked about our coffee and how we do that extra set of testing. That's a really big deal for us. So important. Yes. We also, we test all of our supplements. A lot of people think, oh, supplements are unregulated. Nobody does anything. It's just like the wild west. There are a lot of brands that are doing the right thing. And the right thing is testing your supplements to make sure that what they say on the label is in the supplement. And this includes also our gummies. We have sugar-free gummies, which I don't, if you haven't tried. Are these like THC gummies? They are not THC gummies. They are. What are they gummies for? Like just candy? No, they're vitamins and we have stress gummies and ADK gummies, and we have an apple cider vinegar gummy, and we have, yes, and they are sugar-free, not no sugar added. They have zero grams of sugar. And this, I'm sort of getting off on a sidebar here, but this was quite a technical feat. Sugar has a lot of properties that make a gummy really, like, that help bring moisture in and keep the moisture in and not let it melt and all of these things. And we spent literally years developing a gummy that would taste good, that would have effective doses of ingredients in it, which is not easy to do. There's a lot of, as you can imagine with the gummy, there's not a lot of space. Right. And then testing afterwards to make sure that what's in the gummy, what we say on the label is actually in the gummy. So we have to be able to make sure that we can test and like sort of make sure that we can know that it's in there. Mm-hmm. That's a, a level of testing. A lot of brands do that and it's the right thing to do. Also to make sure that there aren't things in there that shouldn't be. So any kinds of problematic ingredients that shouldn't be in there, we make sure they're not. And so really to know that what's on the label is what's in the product There are brands that are not good players and the FDA catches a lot of them and finds that they have things in there that they didn't declare that shouldn't be in there, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's super unfortunate. It is. It's very unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it makes it harder for those of us that really are are doing the right thing and putting the money into the right thing. Yep. Compete. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that. It's like, hey, people come to me all the time. The stuff you're recommending is two times, three times the price. And I'm like, listen, There's a reason. I understand. I 
Yeah. And I'm like, I don't make up the price. I don't make the product. I'm letting you know that if you spend less money at the grocery store, you're spending more money at the doctors. You're spending more money on medication. You're taking off more time at work. You're depressed. You're you're not living your life. And so if you just understand that these products are costing more money because they're actually using real ingredients, that it'll come back to you in some other way or some cost in your life will go down now that you're investing. I say you can invest in your grocery bill. No, there's a saying you can invest in the farmer or the pharmacy. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Yes. You choose sick care or you choose health care. So it's one or the other. You can't choose one and not avoid the other. That's a really great point. It is. And I think if people can spend a little bit more time figuring out how things make them feel. Yeah. Then they can clue into the fact that, oh, I'm on a path right now towards the pharmacy Mm -hmm. instead of on the path, you know, from the farmer, right? I like that. I like that farmer pharmacy, right? And because those little things that they're starting to feel can be an indication that something bigger is coming down the road if you ignore this. Absolutely. It's sad though that... And I look at like all the stuff my kids are learning in school and that's all great. But like it was somebody on my podcast said, you know, kids are missing out on how food and health are connected. No one's talking about food to kids. They're not talking about the importance of exercising. Like, sure, they have PE class and extracurricular activities. But at the end of the day, you get out of school and you don't really know the 101s of just taking care of yourself. It's not talked about. And so it is super important for parents and those listening to take the initiative. And I say, if you don't teach your child these things and teach yourself, guess what? Society is going to teach you otherwise. In society, our food is toxic. America is the sickest and the most obese it has ever been. And so food is to blame. And so for those who are choosing to be healthy, to go a holistic route, to become their own CEO of their health, they don't don't know where to look. They don't know who to listen to. Everybody says, try a different diet. A lot of brands are saying, hey, we're unsweetened and we're zero grams of sugar. We're made from real fruit. However, this stuff is just a billboard on the packaging. And you have to understand that you need to read your labels. You have to understand these ingredients. And once you do, your world will turn upside down. You will all of a sudden discover what it feels like to feel good when you wake up in the morning. Yes. And that is a really big deal. Yes. That is a really big deal. If we can help even just one person and then a few more people as that spreads, that that is the big reason why I do what I do is because I want people to realize how amazing they can feel in their own body. And that's why they then choose to do more healthy behaviors, not because they're told to or not because they should, but it has this rolling effect of like positive feedback of, oh, I feel really good doing this. I feel really good with this coffee and and I feel energetic. Energy is the key. It's the key. Without energy, nothing happens. I know. Right? Yeah. And so that brings me to my last question I love to ask people is what is your wake up moment? Because here you are working for a company that is true to its ingredients and is a really good brand and it's against the grain in the food industry. Have you always 
eaten this way? And did you battle something beforehand? What brought you here? So what's kind of your wake up moment? So my wake up moment really revolved for myself around gluten. This was a big wake up moment for me. I was having symptoms I could no longer really ignore. I felt pretty good. So in medical school, I ate pretty well um, because I went to Bastyr University to become a naturopathic medical doctor. They have a, as you can imagine, they have a huge garden and that garden is what they cooked with. So everything was really fresh. I ate really well, but I always had sort of lingering body, digestive, head, migraines, lots of that. And I just knew because what we learned as naturopathic docs is that food is key and especially how it affects the digestive system, that that is the key to health. And so tuning into how foods make you feel is the key to moving forward. And I I also knew that if somebody took my bread away from me in medical school, I was going to cut them. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was also a sign that I might have a slightly more addictive relationship with this food than uh-huh. maybe was the positive aspect of it. So after medical school and when I was struggling to conceive, I did everything in my power to eat clean and to eat foods that made me feel good and could have any effect on my ability to conceive. And so I had been really struggling and I got pregnant and I had my second child and that was it for me. It was such a difference that I realized it can make such a difference the big thing sort of like my head to toe health was, was something, but wanting to make sure that my baby, that I could get pregnant, that I could have a child, that my baby was healthy. That was it for me. A lot of it was about cutting out the gluten and then seeing how I felt. And sort of from that time forward with my kids as well, I have two sons. I've really teach them about how how food feels in their body. How do you feel? Yep. Okay, yes. All right, yes, you can have this. We're going to talk in an hour and then later today and then tomorrow. How do you feel now? Uh-huh. What are you feeling? I'm noticing you're complaining about that your feet hurt or I'm noticing that. How are you feeling? Yeah. Because that allows them to go out into the world and make the right choices rather than like mom says, you got to do this. Oh yeah. I have something on my website and it's like four things I swear by. And one of them is your kids don't listen to what you say, but they do listen to what you do. So they are also watching what mom's doing. So I think it's important for parents to start with themselves first and don't necessarily pressure their kids to do it. But the awareness, number one, is great. And then they'll say like, hey, mom, I want a bite of your waffle, right? Or I'll take a bite of your ice cream or your chips. And when they like it, bring it back into the house. And that kind of parts the way. It makes the way for positive improvement. So I love that, Emily, you're a boy mom. I'm a boy mom as well. Um, It's been amazing talking to you today. I appreciate you so much, your time, everything. For everyone listening, you can go find Bulletproof on all social media platforms at Bulletproof. Also, look at your grocery store. Which grocery store is you guys located at? We are at Whole Foods. We are in Sprouts. It's everywhere. Yeah, we're on Amazon. Yeah, we're in a lot of like Kroger's and you can find us 
all over the place. So yeah, go look in your grocery aisle. If you don't see Bulletproof, I highly suggest you go subscribe and save. Bulletproof also has K-Cups, right? Yes, we do. We have K-Cups. Yep. We have them in all our, our different roasts. And we also have a an enhanced coffee that has lion's mane and coffee berry and B vitamins. And we have that in ground bean and K-Cups. It's our newest coffee. It's amazing, actually. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So much fun, Emily. Thanks so much. And we'll talk soon. Undoubtedly. I love your brand. Love your, uh, thanks so much for everything you're doing. Thank you, Jen. You're awesome. You're making an amazing impact on the world. As are you. I love it. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Thank you.